2: worker of yours
3: hello fellow patriots fellow occupants of the basket of deplorables it is wednesday at 4 p.m and that's when we have our weekly get together with dave schwartz from fan of sc dave welcome how you doing buddy
4: happy wednesday bob
3: good to have you along well the uh, the plot thickens in the uh relationship between greenville county council members and their uh, their constituents the yeah that, that's right we are their citizen bosses over the issue uh, or as uh, limbaugh would say the issue of, <laughs> of whether or not uh, they can risk their lives uh, <laughs> they can uh, put their their very lives on the line uh, by having guess what open meetings of of council. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and and this thing is taking a downward turn, too.
4: Well, look, Bob, I mean, here we are in 2020 in Greenville County, again, Greenville County, the Mm -hmm. most conservative part of the state of South Carolina, one of the most Republican states in the country. And here we're talking about a group of mostly Republicans. I don't think there are more than three Democrats on the county council. Um, We're talking about a group of Republicans in the most conservative county and one of the most Republican states in the country. Bob, they refuse to have in-person meetings, even though Pickens County Council, they are meeting. You know, I was talking to an activist uh, in another part of the state yesterday in Dillon County, in tiny little Dillon County, Bob. They're having in-person county council meetings in Dillon County. Okay, there you go. Greenville. The Greenville County Legislative Delegation meeting, uh, they had their town hall, the state legislators had their town hall in the exact same room that county council (laughs) meets in just two weeks ago. And, you know, a few of these guys, of course, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, a few of these guys decided they were going to go on a little taxpayer-funded Hilton Head vacation uh, with a bunch of other politicians from across the state on our dime, of course. And, and, you know, they just – this isn't about safety, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. This has nothing to do with safety. It has nothing to do with the Chinese coronavirus. It has everything to do with secrecy. And these county council members here in Greenville – and, again, we're not talking about New York City. We're not talking about Chicago. We're not talking about L.A. or San Francisco. We're talking about Greenville, South Carolina. They refuse to meet in person because they just got $90 million in uh, stimulus funds from the federal government, right. and they don't want to tell us. They don't want to show us how they're spending it and what they want to do with it. And you know, uh, you know, God bless Harry Kibler and Rhino Hunt, um, one of the most conservative, rock rib Trump guys I know of, Harry yep. Kibbler, and he his group had a uh, protest out there at county council last week, and and Bob, as you know, we have had our members active on this. Right. Uh, calling and emailing these county council members and basically saying, look, y'all change your vote. OK, you haven't met in person since March. Um, your online meetings, you, you can't record them. You, they're not recordable. We can't see what you're doing there unless we're there at the exact same time on YouTube that you are. Mm-hmm. So this is basic transfer. This is basic American government. Right, Bob, that we get to see how our employees on county council are spending our tax dollars. And I got to tell you, the responses back from these guys have been nothing short of embarrassing. They've been nothing short of, you know, if, if we had, if you had employees that, that worked for you, Bob, that talked to you like this, you would fire them immediately. And I'll tell you, some of these guys, Joe Dill, who I've known for years, I've known Joe for years. I've known his brother, you know, for years. Me too. And, and they do, they did great work. But I got to tell you, for Joe Dill to refuse to take responsibility, he voted to shut down the meeting. He also took that taxpayer-funded vacation down to Hilton Head Island uh, a few weeks ago with a a bunch of other politicians, but he refuses to take responsibility. He voted to keep meetings uh, shut down and closed until October. And he told one of our activists, Bob, that Harry Kibler is conspiring with Black Lives Matter to seek revenge against him. I mean, tell me, you and and I both know, I've known Harry for a long, long time. He's one of the most conservative people you could possibly meet I would say Harry Kibler is about the last person conspiring <laughs> with Black Lives Matter. Now, you know, can Black Lives Matter, can can uh, anybody, black people included, show up to county council? Heck yeah! Of course. That's the American right. That is right. their free speech right is to go to redress their government whenever they so well please. And so for these guys, for Joe Dill to make an insinuation that he's shutting this down so that black lives matter, black people can't come and testify in front of him. Is, is not only is it scary, it's not only racist, it's scary. And the fact that these guys think that we're stupid enough to go along with that tale or that excuse to not hold open meetings is disgusting and disgraceful. And I got to tell you, Bob, that's not even the, the worst part. You know, Willis Meadows, again, I've known Willis for years. Yeah. I couldn't be a nicer guy. But his wife answered his phone, his office phone, and told one of our activists that his health and her health is more important than our concerns, than our right to redress our government. Bob, I got to tell you, this is scary stuff. Republican, yeah. Democrat, Black, White—I don't care who you are. The American well, to, to, basis uh, to of accuse, government is based on transparency.
3: Well, yeah, absolutely correct, and and it's it's surprising to me because Joe Dill and and uh, for that matter, uh, Willis Meadows and uh, have have been pretty dependable conservative votes on the council. But for whatever yeah. reason on this one, uh, they are, they are just on the wrong side. And by the way, the accusation ridiculous as it is on its face, that Harry Kibler uh, is uh, a, a pawn of black lives matter is mean, just is laughable. Be further from you know, the truth. That's that's like saying that that's like saying that I am the
4: president of the local chapter of Biden for
3: president.
4: It's well, no, it's crazy. It's embarrassing. And to use to think and and I guess the elitism, Bob, the elitism of these county council, these politicians on Greenville County Council, to think that out, that that folks that we know, folks that, that that are their bosses, that that excuse would work with them. Yeah, is it's embarrassing. it's, yeah, it's, it's a is. form of elitism that it, that that go that really cuts deep. I got to tell you, when I when I heard that, when I had uh, one of your listeners, longtime listeners, and one of our activists call me up and tell me that, it really cut to my core. And I'll tell you, you know, Willis Meadows, the other county councilman that that refuses to hold open meetings, you know. I'll tell you what he's willing to do. He owns an insurance company, and if you call up his insurance company and want a face-to-face meeting with or without a mask, Willis will accommodate you. So it's not (laughs) about safety, Bob, right? Right. That's a poor excuse. It's not about Black Lives Matter. What I'm telling you is and what what really is the core of the matter here is they got $90 million in stimulus money, and they don't want to show us how they're spending it. Right. They just went out and spent uh, over a hundred million dollars in debt for this billion dollar boondoggle Taj Mahal County Council building that they're right. building over there. That'll be they ready in a decade, by, by the way. yeah, right. right. And <laughs> with all the debt we're going to pay on that, they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to be confronted by their bosses about that. They don't want to be talking to us, their employers about it. and And they want to hide and hide behind the computer screen. In secrecy. I got to tell you, if this was about safety, if it was about the Chinese coronavirus really affecting them, then why is Pickens County Council meeting regularly in person? Why did the Greenville County state legislators have a town hall meeting in the exact same room that they normally meet in just two weeks ago? Why did a few of them, Joe Dill included, roll on down to Hilton Head Island for a sweet taxpayer-funded vacation a couple weeks ago with dozens of other uh, politicians and lobbyists? that was okay that was safe but it's not it's safe for willis meadows to have clients in his small little insurance office right but it's not safe for his to meet with his employers at the county council office. well and here's another here's another crap
3: here's another question if according to the cdc guidance that we are lectured about uh, that we are preached to on a daily basis from the cdc if the masks and social distancing work to the extent that the kids can go to school, uh, if the masks are
4: effective, then That's what's right. the problem? Well, you know, Bob. Here's the other thing. Uh, to your point, you know, you can go to a county council office and pay your property taxes. Sure, oh, they'll accept your tax money. Mm-hmm. They 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 get, they'll accept you coming to pay property taxes in person. I guarantee you that. Oh yeah, right. The the you know they won't, but they don't want to face the scrutiny they don't want the public to be there and again if we were talking about new york city if we were talking about you know that crazy mayor in chicago right. if we were talking about san francisco this is sort of status quo it's understandable we're talking about greenville county south carolina bob this is the, there there's no democrats to be found in, on that council like i said maybe there's two or three out of the what is it nine or 10 of them but bob we're talking about greenville county council we're talking about republicans shutting us out and saying, no, 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 we're going to spend your money and you're not going to be able to see how we spend it. You're not going to be able to confront us in person with how we spend it. So here's the deal. We know there's going to be a vote on Tuesday. Uh, Lynn Ballard, the county councilman from the Pelzer area, he has said he is going to put forth a motion to have a re reinstitute in-person open meetings at Good. county council chambers, just like normal. So there's going to be another vote. If you are as Jazzed up as I am and pissed off as I am about <laughs> this about this shutdown of Greenville County Council closing these meetings off uh, to in person in public, text the word council c o u n c i l council to the number five two eight eight six on your cell phone council to five two eight eight six on your cell phone that will send a direct message to your county council members in Greenville County demanding they hold open in-person meetings immediately. None of this, we'll do it in two weeks. We'll wait until the end of September. We want it open now because we have to hold them accountable right now for the $90 million they just got from us for the stimulus package.
3: And look, there may be nothing there, but, but right. with without the transparency that we've come to expect in our American system of government, Uh, A lot of people are quite naturally, I think, going to be asking the question, what do you have to hide?
4: That's right. No, that's exactly right. And again, this is Americanism at stake here. I mean, we're not talking about uh, a little nuance here or there. We're talking about they don't want you to come and confront them in person at their meetings that we pay for and that our property taxes pay for. Bob. They have to open up the meetings. They have to hold in-person meetings. We should be able to confront them in person and hold them accountable for how they spend our money. And you can do that right now. Send them that message immediately. Text the word COUNCIL, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, COUNCIL, to the number 52886. Send them that direct message and tell them no more excuses, no more BS. Open up the meetings immediately. P- hold them in-person meetings like every other county, county council is doing across the state.
3: And you know what? If they don't do that, Dave, then Harry Kibler will probably show up with his friends from Black Lives Matter at the yeah. next
4: council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, well, we, <laughs> I talked to Harry uh, this morning. Harry is absolutely, there's going to be a group of rhino hunters out there again on right. Tuesday. Right. So if, if you want to uh, have your voice heard in person, head on out to the county council chambers. Uh, on Tuesday at 530, Terry and his crew will be out there and they're not going to stop. I mean, that's what these guys think, Bob. They, right. These county council members, they think a guy like Harry Kibler, these activists, these conservative activists are going to stop and, and, and are gonna let it slide. They're not going to. No,
3: they. You they have your you're voice, right. They think they can if, run if out want, the clock on this deal until October, right. uh, but that dog is not going to hunt.
4: That, that, that's exactly right. So if you want to have your voice heard, text the word COUNCIL. To 52886 on your cell phone. Council to 52886. And if you want to have your voice heard in person, you want to confront these guys, go ahead out there on Tuesday at 530. Right there at the county council chambers. uh, You know, Harry and his group were out there last week. They're going to be out there again this week coming up. And, uh, Bob, this is, again, this is so simple. It's basic American transparency. Open up the meetings. Let them meet in person. Let folks have their voice heard. Let 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 the employers of this county, right us the taxpayers, have their voice heard.
3: That would be nice, and and it would be nice also if we could object to their doing things like this without being yeah. suffering accusations as as fan of SC has along with Rhino Hunt and probably me in the process of being affiliated with BLM. Right. Uh, yeah, that that's a yeah that is a a real logical accusation. Uh, that 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 people who are uh, leaders of conservative groups are going to be associated with some Marxist organization. Uh, some, somehow, somehow, I don't think that accusation is going to be found credible by anyone. Dave, as always, uh, thanks for what you do and uh, and we'll see what happens uh, next Tuesday yeah, at the we're council report
4: meeting. we back on this. You bet. Yeah, no, we're going to report back on this. Thanks,
3: Bob. Well, appreciate it, Dave. Good to have you here, my friend. Be careful. 4:20 here on the Bobby Mac show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more here on Hump Day on WORD. Welcome back, 426 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Let's uh, go to Greenville and bring in Alan here on the uh, Wednesday edition. Hi, Alan, and welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Bob, good afternoon to you. I'd like to have a sidebar and then a request. Can we do that? Sure. Okay, sidebar. Have you been watching HBO? Have you watched the Tom Clancy, Jack Lyon sort of series?
3: I have. I've seen uh, both uh, years of it.
2: Okay, well, the season two, we just finished, my wife and I binging on it, and certainly the fictional aspect of our involvement in Venezuela, but mm-hmm. I thought to myself, maybe we should just run that as part of the Republican commercials. Um, <laughs> I think at the end of the show, I mean, at the end of the show, when well, you have the riots in the streets, and you know what's ironic about it, and I'll go quick on this, is that you turn it off, and you go, well, that happens in a third world country, and then you turn on CNN, and you will turn on what's happening in the United States. You used to think, well, this doesn't happen here, and that's what's so ironic is that you really can't make those comments anymore. Now, yeah. let's go to the request. Uh, you and I both grew up in the D.C. area. I go back mm-hmm. to the 64 riots in D.C., right. WTTG, WTOP, WMAL, all that stuff. Right. What I want to ask you to do is will you do a special on martial law? Will you get a constitutional lawyer or bring somebody in because it's really bothering me as a political scientist from Clemson? Is that I believe in the rule of law. And what's scaring me is the president has been showing a lot of respect to the states. And I think he does respect state rights. Yes. But we've been doing a lot of things that should be happening under martial law. And when martial law, if I understand correctly, says the federal government get involved if the states will not enforce the law. And I think what's been happening is we're a little bit pregnant here. We've been doing some things that he should declare martial law. And that's a question for General Barr. Or if you can get a constitutional lawyer and as in like habeas corpus right. and what can happen. I would love for you to do a special on martial law because I think we've really done us all the harm here because I'd rather have him declare it and then they could use it. But right now I think we're using some of the same things that apply under martial law and they're not declaring it. And I think that is a very dangerous place to be because the federal government is taking action that they really don't have the authority. Let's declare martial law, let's make it appropriate. And that way it it raises the standard and it also probably allows the federal government and these government agencies that are doing this coverage.
3: Yeah, I think think? that's an excellent suggestion, Alan, and I will uh, see if I can act upon that and and find somebody who is well versed in knowledge of, of martial law and and come on with an explanation and and the, and the sad aspect of it is the political ramifications of it because the left is already accusing uh, president trump of uh, employing dictatorial powers and, and all the rest well, of then that might as
2: well declare martial law well precisely you know, maybe you could start with trey because trey's an attorney right but he can get somebody who you know basically somebody out of washington or someone who is a constitutional scholar because again i think bob and i know you got a hard break once you go to martial law it gives the government a right to do certain things. If you don't declare martial law, then that scares me and that we're doing these same things without that declarance. And I'd rather have, say, okay, we use martial law as the last resort, but if we're going to use it, let's use it and use it properly.
3: Right, yeah, make it official. Oh, and, uh, and one final note on uh, the HBO series. The uh, tradecraft in that is probably as good as you're going to see in a, uh, in a cable TV or movie Uh, series because uh, the guy who's the technical advisor on there is a former ground forces guy with Langley.
2: Well, you know, I'll let you go because you probably have a break, but the scary part of it all is Don't you wish it worked as well as it does on on that show? Amen to that, brother. Amen (laughs) to that.
3: It it always works great in the movies. Works great every time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alan. I appreciate the call, and I'll take that under advisement. 430 here on The Bobby Mac Show. Annie is ready with a news update. I'm right back on the other side. The Hump Day edition here on WORD. Welcome back. 437 now, 23 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. I have not, uh, because of the uh, the topical breaking news going on today, Hurricane Laura in the Gulf of Mexico, headed for the Texas-Louisiana coast. Uh, the violence, the rioting, the murder in Kenosha, Wisconsin last night have not had much of an opportunity uh, to reflect back on night number two of the Republican convention in Charlotte last night. And as you might expect, the uh, left has responded to the uh, speech given by First Lady Melania Trump. And by the way, if we're going to do a rating of best-looking First Ladies of all time, isn't she going to be in the top two? But that's beside the point. Uh, As you might expect, uh, hardcore lefty, Bette Midler, who hasn't had a hit movie or record in uh, decades, Uh, appearing on Twitter last night, referencing uh, Melania Trump's speech, saying, oh, God, she still can't speak English. Uh, Maybe Ms. Midler is not aware of the fact that Melania Trump actually speaks five languages, while Midler obviously has difficulty with one. Uh, She wrote in another tweet, hashtag... Be best is back a huge bore. She can speak several words in a few languages. Get that illegal alien off the stage. God. She also uh, put out there, You are one lucky Slovenian, and after all that surgery, you hit a kind of horrible jackpot chained to a colossal idiot. Uh, Critics blasted Midler, accusing her of xenophobia. Kevin McCarthy said the First Lady rose above all those kinds of comments, uh, adding, I think that hatred has no place in America. I think that's the worst of the individual to ever say anything like that. McCarthy said Midler didn't reach anybody. Uh, First Lady closing, second night of the Republican convention from the Rose Garden at the White House, where she expressed her gratitude as an American and her support for her husband and President Trump's reelection. You can only imagine uh, if this was the first lady of a Democrat president. Would they have said that? Can we put that aside? Can't we put America first? McCarthy said the partisanship is just too much. When I see the criticism like that, we've watched this uh, first lady time and time again put our country first and party last. So that was there was that. But that's to be expected from the from the leftists in Hollywood. Meantime, uh, Communist News Network, political analyst Joe Lockhart, if that name is vaguely familiar to you, he was at one point Slick Willie's press secretary, attacked former Covington Catholic high school student Nick Sandman, after his network settled a $250 million defamation lawsuit earlier this year. On Tuesday evening, CNN awkwardly aired uh, his speech, Mr. Sandman's speech, as part of the second night of the convention, when he said his life changed forever in that one moment because the full war machine in the mainstream media revved up into attack mode while botching its coverage of the 2019 viral confrontation with a Native American man that had portrayed the Kentucky teen as the aggressor. One of Sandman's loudest critics came from the network that he settled with, Lockhart tweeting, I was watching tonight because it's important, but I don't have to watch this snot-nose-entitled kid from Kentucky. What a vile individual. What a poor excuse for a human being. Critics blasted the CNN commentator suggesting his tweet attacking the uh, Covington, Kentucky teenager lacked any self-awareness. We all all know the left has no self-awareness. If they did, would they have put up Bill Clinton during their own convention in the hashtag MeToo era? Give me a break. It seems like CNN still hasn't learned their lesson about smearing and slandering an innocent teen. Newsbusters analyst uh, Nicholas Fondacaro reacted, Your bosses at CNN defamed this kid. The entitled snot-nosed idiots were from CNN, not the other way around, said National Review contributor Predeep Shankar. Joe Lockhart enjoys picking on an 18 year old who has a far greater net worth than he does. After CNN tried to destroy Nick Sandman he sued and they were forced to settle. Maybe Joe had to take a pay cut to pay for the settlement. Daily Wire editor Emily Zanotti said it's rare to watch someone fall into an obvious trap in real time but it happens Daily Caller reporter Chuck Ross said, yeah, I guess he is entitled to the money your clown network has to pay out for defaming him. Lockhart wasn't the only CNNer who spoke out against Sandman on Tuesday. Opinion writer Jeff Yang addressed Sandman directly. Hey, Nick Sandman, I watched your speech tonight with an open mind, thinking I might hear something that would convince me of your position, that you were an innocent victim of a cruel media. I was disappointed, but not not surprised to hear otherwise. Uh, This follows claims uh, made by Sandman's attorney, Lynn Wood, who is about the best in America at this stuff, That CNN's media correspondent, Brian Stelter, breached the network's confidentiality agreement after retweeting a critic who suggested Sandman was undoubtedly paid nuisance value settlement and nothing more. This retweet by Brian Stelter may have cost him his job at CNN, Wood tweeted with a screenshot of Stelter's retweet, It's called Breach of Confidentiality Agreement. Brian Stelter is a liar. I know how to deal with liars. Uh Uh-oh. So, there is that. Coming up on a a quarter before five here on the Bobby Mack Show. Let me quickly get back to the phones uh, this afternoon with Sarah, who is in uh, Columbus. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Oh, Dara. I beg your pardon. Dara, welcome. Well, okay, and uh, Daniel actually is next up. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the program.
5: Bobby, I just want to say I hope Nick Sandman was smiling ear to ear as he got in his 2020 Toyota Super or his Corvette last night to go home.
3: <laughs> and now and now, CNN may have opened themselves up to a yet another expensive Round lawsuit two, for Mr. Breaking Wood. Breaking off in them again,
5: that's all yeah. I can say. Yeah, you know, you this, know this Republican convention... I'm sorry.
3: Go ahead. No, that's okay. Go right ahead.
5: This uh, Republican convention this year, the single greatest advantage is there's no cheering crowds, So everybody can actually hear what is actually being said word for word verbatim through the whole thing. And I think it's waking a lot of people up.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. And and we're not the only ones who think so. Uh, Believe me, the left is scared to death at what's going on.
5: I told you, Stringer, originally that I was called about the shooting in Kenosha last night. Uh, pictures are beginning to surface from Stringer photographers. Uh, this kid that did the shooting last night, he was actually being beaten with a skateboard when he was down on the ground and raised, finally got off of his uh, face in the pavement and was able to turn over and shoot. Um, he had two people on top of him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad and unfortunate that this, this has happened. I've asked the question: What What was a 17 year old with an AR-15 doing at a, a protest or a riot? Anyway, but uh, when you go after people with the intent to hurt them, you know you're going to bash their brains out with a skateboard. I right. I have no pity for either of those folks.
3: Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what a jury has to say about this in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I
5: think it's going to be stark and telling. Uh, let's just hope all this calms down.
3: Yeah, please, because. Uh, This is this is not America. This is not the way uh, we settle ideological issues. Uh, But but when the left, you know, insists on pushing anarchy and rioting and violence and burning and looting. I think, sadly, it's an inevitable consequence that we're going to see this kind of blowback. Thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate it. Good to have you here today. 447 now, 13 before
2: five here on The Bobby Mack Show. Be right back.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Welcome back. 452 now. It is uh, 8 before 5 o'clock here on the Bobby Mac Show. Coming up right after the news at 5 Uh, I'll be uh, joined by uh, the uh, news director from our sister station, WWL, in New Orleans, uh, to talk about the approaching monster hurricane, Hurricane Laura, that is going to be hitting the uh, Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coast uh, later today. So uh, what do you know? Uh, There was a headline today. It's showing up in the polling. CNN's Don Lemon says Biden needs to stop ignoring riots because they're helping trump hmm and then what do i see now on uh, fox news joe biden after 80 plus days of rioting in portland after rioting burning and looting in seattle after the same incidents in uh, minneapolis in chicago Uh, In all kinds of uh, big American cities, the vast majority of which are run by Democrats. Here comes Biden, who says, and I quote, uh, these are not protests. They are needless violence. Uh, Anything about uh, BLM in there, Joe? Any mention of Antifa in there anywhere, Joe? Hmm this these are not protests this is needless violence you don't think uh, biden is driven by whichever wind the wind blows whichever way the wind blows do you? uh meantime uh this from zero hedge today by now conservatives across the u.s understand that most of the violence being caused in the aftermath of these police shootings isn't organized by locals but rather by bands of traveling activists who live in nearby big cities. In the Midwest, that's Chicago, a hub of racial activism since Bernie Sanders went to school there back in the 1960s. Some might be coming from Milwaukee as well. Just like we saw in New York City, many of the looters and people there committing acts of vandalism and violence are drawn from Chicago and other nearby areas on yesterday's broadcast of the fox news channels the story representative brian Steele, republican wisconsin said that local law enforcement in kenosha are very concerned large numbers of people are coming up from chicago and trying to disrupt the public safety in the community of kenosha in the wake of the shooting of jacob blake meantime Left wing pundits are already trying to frame the shooting there as an act of a white supremacist, even though both the shooter and his victims were armed and white. Some readers might wonder what causes some police shootings to evolve into massive protest movements and others to be mostly ignored or at least relatively much more mild. Kenosha is located right off the main highway that connects Chicago to Milwaukee, making it easily accessible to radical elements who tend to cluster in larger cities on the, in the second and third tier if they don't have rich parents who, would, who can help them afford an apartment in Brooklyn. Quote, this isn't the Kenosha that I know, and if you look at where Kenosha is located, it's along the lake. Between Milwaukee and Chicago, I'm very concerned, and I've heard from local law enforcement that they're very concerned. Large numbers of people are coming up from Chicago trying to disrupt the public safety. All the more reason we need to make sure that our community has the resources to be able to protect people's lives, their personal livelihood, and their families. Now, that is a quote from local law enforcement in Kenosha. And, of course, uh, President Trump announcing this afternoon that he is uh, federalizing part of the National Guard and is uh, going to be sending them to Kenosha to aid local, local law enforcement there. And other federal LEOs as well uh, will be sent, uh, federal law enforcement, to Kenosha. Uh, the uh, president saying the uh, Democrat governor there finally accepted the president's offer to restore order. And what do you know, it only took a couple of murders. Hour number three of the Bobby Mack Show is uh, on the way on the other side, the 5 o'clock Follies. And we'll have the latest uh, from the news director of our sister station, WWL, in New Orleans. who will be joining me on the other side to talk about uh, the preparations and everything going on on the Gulf
2: Coast. Be right back on the other side.